Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Arthur Schwartz. And we're going to uh, discuss the uh, situation that Governor Andrew Cuomo finds himself in. So, Arthur, it's so great to uh, talk to you. Um, Last year at this time, the governor's stone was rising. Everybody throughout the country thought it was great. Everybody loved him. They were doing those, uh, they were doing daily shows, press conferences, and, you know, he seemed to be the knight in shining armor. And then within the past couple of weeks, that all evaporated. So what are your views on, on the whole situation with Andrew Cuomo? You know, I, I have an interesting perspective because I, you know, I was Zephyr Teachout treasurer in 2014. Uh, I was originally recruited by the Working Families Party, and then when they abandoned her, I stayed on. So I saw that campaign from the inside, and then I was um, I, I was Cynthia Nixon's lawyer during the 2018 election. So I got to see mm-hmm. that campaign from the inside also, and in in both both times governor cuomo was not he wasn't a shoe in I, I actually believe that in i'm pretty sure that in 2014 he in the in the final um in the in the primary i think between zephyr and uh and uh randy credico got 5% of the vote so between the two of them they got about 40% of the vote Spending extremely mm-hmm. small, and then in the general, in the general election, Cuomo only won against. I think it was Rob Astorino by like fifty-four, forty-six, which was also not the sweeping victory that one would assume a popular governor gets. Uh, in two thousand eighteen, Cynthia Nixon only got about between 35 and 40% of the vote. Uh, but again, it wasn't, she wasn't vanquished, right? And there was clearly, a, there was strong areas of support that she had, mostly upstate. She did very poorly in New York City. And I also think people thought that, that Cynthia was, uh, had great ideas, but that she wasn't qualified to be governor. Um, and in both, in both times, Governor Cuomo was running like at 60% approval or 65% approval ratings in the polls when he ran. And he didn't get that percentage of the vote, but he had that approval rating. Now he's running the, the polls I read yesterday. Um, I'm not sure which, which polling outfit did it, but he, got, he was running at 38% approval. And he'd been at 78% approval uh, back last August. That's horrible. And so even if, even if, even if he doesn't step down, I don't, I just can't imagine. He's not a, he's not a political dummy. He knows his father who, his father got, you know, a fourth term. Nobody's ever done a fourth term in, in New York state. Um, and now his father, Rockefeller, right. Rockefeller did. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, and that was at a point where the Democratic Party in New York State, for whatever reason, was at a really low ebb. 
and uh, I just don't see him looking at those polls and saying, I can beat them. I mean, he's a very dogged person and may see it as a challenge, but on the other hand, he may not want to, you know, go out. Uh, he's only 64. Well, he'll be 64 next year. He may not want to uh-huh. go out of, you know, in history as, as a loser, uh, which is sort of what happened with, with Mario. Uh, you know, wonderful guy, you know, did a lot of wonderful things as governor, um, and but left with a vanquished Democratic Party and because um, he lost to Pataki, who came out of nowhere. Uh, so I, I don't know that Cuomo is going to want to do that. Um, and I also think that he also can see some strong qualified candidate is going to wind up running against him. I don't know who that candidate is. I don't know if Tish James gives up being attorney general uh, to run against Cuomo. I don't, I don't know if that happens, Uh, but some well-qualified person uh, is going to come forward to run against him in the democratic primary. And now it's not just going to be the left that's out to get him. It's going to be the women's movement that's out to get him. And it's going to be, you know, the nursing home scandal, which we haven't talked about for a month, is going to bite him. Uh, and so besides the sexual harassment stuff, and I predict that there's going to be more. Um, but the nursing home scandal, I, I think, this, yeah, you know, where there's in that, that kind of thing, it didn't happen just with one or two women. You know, it, 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 I'm sure it happened with tons of women over many years. And that I know of any, but, you know, but, uh, but just from what I hear from people that worked in his administration, it was like a boys club. They would, he would sit around with Percoco and other people and talk about women's legs. He would only hire, he would hire women based on how attractive they were. Um, and so there has to be other, you know, where, where, where it's happened a couple of times, it had to happen more than a couple of times. It wasn't momentary lapses. You know, what he described yesterday as, well, I like to kiss people or, um, I didn't understand that what I said was offensive. Well, if you didn't understand it with with uh, Miss Bennett, then he didn't understand it with other people, and they're going to come forward. Uh, and the the veneer that if you attack Cuomo, you get destroyed might be disappearing. Uh, and the minute that that happens, uh, people will come out of the woodwork. I mean, people fear Andrew Cuomo. They fear being on his bad side. Uh, I think until last week, uh, until the nursing home scandal, you had very few people who would be willing to come forward and be critical of Andrew Cuomo, except except people on the left. Uh, and they'd mm-hmm. say it off the record, but now now you're going to have more and more people coming forward who aren't going to be afraid to say, Andrew Cuomo did this to me, Andrew Cuomo did that to me, whether it was whether it was you know sexual or some other you know, very distasteful act. Whether he'll resign is really going to is really going to uh, depend on I think on how more revelations come out, on how Letitia James handles the investigation. She investigations because she's now doing two investigations. She's doing the nursing home 
investigation, which is also being investigated by a federal grand jury. And she's now doing the sexual harassment investigation and not just the harassment issue, but the cover-up. If you may recall, the famous uh, president of the United States named Richard Nixon, the problems that eventually led to his resignation started with a third-rate break-in to the Democratic National yeah. Committee mm-hmm. headquarters where they stole they stole some files. It was in a time before we was we were um, we were saving files you know on computers. So they came and they stole a bunch of files. They stole uh, contact lists and um, you know and and the connection to the connection to uh, Nixon you know was was oblique but what happened was he got involved in covering it up and his staff got involved in covering it up which is why in the end dozens of people wound up getting you know uh, uh, cited for various criminal activities um, mm-hmm. because the the there were efforts to 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 quiet people, to bury information, to destroy information. Well, here in the Bennett situation, you had somebody who came forward through the proper channels, made a complaint immediately, and it never, it wasn't really investigated. There was, it was never discussed publicly, which it should have been. Uh, instead, she talked to a couple of people on staff, and they haven't denied it. And then she got a promotion to shut her up. Uh, and, you know, there's something very smarmy about that. There's something very wrong about uh, a public official being accused of inappropriate behavior by his administration. So, you know, as that unfolds, we'll see whether uh, Andrew Cuomo keeps, you know, digging in his heels. Uh, I, I- I do have a question for you about the uh, primary for Attorney General. There were four people in the race. There was Jefferty Shout. There was Tish James. There was uh, Eve. What was her first name? I don't remember. From Buffalo. And then there yeah. was um, there was um, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney. Well, right. you know, it seems it seems as though Jeffrey was gaining some steam, and from what I understand, Maloney and uh, Cuomo go back in the friendship a number of years, going back to the Clinton administration. So I think that uh, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not. That Maloney was put there to try to to try to halt you know, um, rise in the polls. So, um, you know, Tish James won, who was Cuomo's favorite. Now, you know, a couple of years later, uh, Tish James comes out with these, you know, blockbuster statements. What did Cuomo do to James to blow the whistle on, on Cuomo? I think that's the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I've been friends with Tish James for a long time. Uh, I, I can actually say she actually once applied to me for a job. Um, and uh, when she 
she made it pretty clear. I, I was actually, I remember being, have, being in a, in the number of meetings with, with uh, Tish when she was running for governor, where she said to the left, uh, you know what, I, I remember I asked her a question. There was a forum that the New York Progressive Action Network had. Uh, to rate, it was maybe the weekend or, or two weekends after um, um, uh, Eric Schneiderman resigned. And there was a forum. It was basically a debate between Tish and and Zephyr. Uh, okay. And and it was a I, somebody may have taped it, but I I I asked them both the same question, uh, which was, would you have any hesitation at investigating Andrew Cuomo? In fact, then maybe I only asked Tish. Would you have any hesitation about investigating Andrew Cuomo um, now that he's endorsing you and you may be his running mate in the election? And she said, absolutely none. And you've known me for 15 years. You know I'm a principled person. And if, if there's evidence to support the need for an investigation, I will follow that evidence and I will follow through on it. That's what she said, right, in yeah. an open forum. She didn't, she didn't head, she didn't like, you know, do a politician dance. She said that. And she also said, she kept saying to people, you know, when people on the left, when people on the left, uh, you know, were like, Tish, we love you, but you're too close to Cuomo. That, she was getting a lot of that message, right? All of a sudden you're, mm-hmm. the, you know, she, she got elected originally on the Working Families Party line to be, um, to the New York City Council. She was not the Democratic nominee. And, you know, and she was sort of one of those people that that helped create the Working Families Party. So she said, you know, at their meetings, and she said at uh, meetings that I was at, she kept saying, we will all wind up together again one day, I predict. Um, And so I don't, I think Tish James was never a creature of Andrew Cuomo's. She got lucky. He decided to pick her um, to, to be the attorney general. He decided to endorse her as attorney general for whatever reason he had to shore up his standing in the black community, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I never, I never, I, for one, having known Tish for a long time, I never doubted her independence as attorney general. And I don't doubt her independence now, and I don't doubt her total, um, you know, dedication to unraveling this these sexual harassment stories and the nursing home story. Um, well, the nursing home story, she broke it. She did her investigation. Right. She's the one that revealed. Right. right. She did this report. So she that she didn't she didn't cover it up at all. She didn't make any excuses for Cuomo at all. She's you know she said he lied. His administration lied. They changed numbers. They moved bodies, um, and you know, and that was in a, it, that was wrong. And so, I don't think she's going to do anything different. Um, anything different now? I also don't. You know, there, there's sort of this myth on the left that that Zephyr would have won if Sean Maloney didn't didn't get in the race. And I, I tell you, I I actually was Zephyr's election lawyer during the, the race. And I stayed friends with her and Tish during, during the race. It was very difficult for me. 
but I was Zephyr's election lawyer, and so I would know the numbers. And if you add Maloney and Zephyr and uh, and Miss Eve together, um, they didn't equal. Tish got fifty-five or six percent of the vote, um, which frankly um. was the same percentage was the same percentage that Eric Schneiderman in the general election the last time he ran. So I don't, I, I, I don't really, and I know Sean Maloney too for a long time. Uh, he's a very ambitious guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that he thought he had a path to winning. I don't think he's ever going to be a candidate again. He's now risen up in Congress and he's, you know, right. chair of uh, important committee. I think he might be chair of the oversight committee. Um, and uh, so I don't, I don't see him, you know, coming out again for a statewide position, although, you know, one that was, but I don't really believe that Sean got talked into doing it as a way of, of um, as, as a way of getting uh, Zephyr. I, I think he thought there was a chance that he could win. Um, and, but as it turned out, you know, Tish was a strong candidate. She was a strong candidate on her own without help from, from Maloney. So uh, I'm a Tish fan. So I, I, I have to tell you, um, and uh, I think she's wonderful. I think she's always been wonderful. And I think she will continue to be wonderful. Whether she runs against Cuomo, I don't have enough inside information to tell you, uh, uh, to tell you what, what's going on in her head. But, um, you know, she'd be an amazing governor. Um, I've heard heard the name um, Jamani Williams for governor. What do you think? You know, Jamani says to people, I don't want to be governor. I want to be lieutenant governor. But uh, the press keeps mentioning him as a, as a possible challenger. Um, And and he, he could be, Uh, he's, you know, back. So here's the, one of the not talked about stories of, I, of 2018 is that Jamani got 47% of the vote. Um, Cynthia got five or six or 7% of the vote. Jamani got 47% of the vote against Kathy Hochul. And he ran his race on a shoestring. Um, I, I was his lawyer too. And um, I don't think he, his, his filings showed that he spent more than $300,000 in the whole race. Kathy Hochul spent, over a million dollars, and she ran as Como Hochul, Como Hochul, Como Hochul James, whatever, you know. Um, the state Democratic Party spent, you know, tons of money before the primary, which is inappropriate, um, supporting Hochul. And Jamani, who traveled around the state in a car, didn't fly anywhere, didn't spend the money on air, air airlines, got 47% of the vote. And he's a powerful candidate. Um, and he, you know, he, um, he made a good case for people then. Um, he's going to have to point to his record as public advocate in New York. Um, and, but I think would, would be a very powerful uh, candidate. Um, and there are, and you know, there are, there are other people, there are other people, um, who could, you know, who could run. Um, you know, people who have been critical of of Cuomo uh, in the past. Plus, remember, there's a lot mm-hmm. of new stars in the state legislature, but someone like Mike Janaris, I know, yep. toyed with running back in 2018. 
Uh, Mike is a wonderful guy. Um, I hope, Mike, if you're listening, you don't say I'm putting words in your mouth. But but there are other legislators with a lot of experience who, um, you know, who are potential candidates uh, against Cuomo and who have have taken better positions. Like Janaris was one of the leaders of the opposition to the the, the Amazon deal that the governor worked out to right. give billions of dollars to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike was opposed to it. And, and, th- and it was in his district. He was opposed to it. It wasn't just AOC. Uh, you know, Janaris, you know, stood against it. So, and, and I'm sure there are other people the the, uh, uh, Latimer, the, 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 um, County executive in Westchester is very popular doing a great mm-hmm. job. Um, uh, and, and I'm what sure there are, there are about, others. What about Gustavo Rivera? Maybe Gustavo Rivera, uh, also, you know, um, who's making his name based on the New York health act and being, you know, a big proponent of, of, of expanding healthcare in, in New York state, which has not been one of, you know, Cuomo has stood against the New York health act. I think if you ask the public favor having a single payer system in New York and get rid of these insurance companies and all the craziness you have to go through with getting coverage. They, people have actually experienced, you know, there's been an interesting, a small aside, there's been an interesting experience everyone's had with COVID because testing is free. You know, when you go in to get a, a test, they do take your insurance information. But if you don't have insurance or you don't want to give your insurance information, it's free. And mm-hmm. COVID vaccinations are free. You don't have mm-hmm. to have health insurance. And this is like, wow, the government is providing health care free. This is amazing. Well, why not, why not have more of that? People, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing that it's possible um, to, you know, have the government involved in health care directly, cutting out insurance companies, and, just, and, you know, the COVID vaccines are being paid for by the government, you know, out of tax dollars which is what the New York Health Act would provide. I mean, it, we'd have to pay more taxes in order for it to, to work. But um, so, so, you know, I think it's going to be a big issue. I don't know if the New York Health Act goes through the legislature this year. Um, it passed the assembly for like 15 years in a row. And then I believe last year it didn't, he, when there was a potential, there was enough sponsors of it that it might have passed the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Heastie blocked it. The governor is against it. Um, but that could be a big issue in, a, in, a, in an election. So sponsors and supporters like Gustavo of that could definitely, you know, um, pl- you know play a role. And, and there may be other, there may be other people. I'm not, you know, um, politics moves quickly and, uh, um, one never knows who's going to come to the fore, uh, you know, in a race like that. What about um, Biagi? She's making quite a name for herself. I think it's too early for her to think about something other than uh, a state Senate race. That's an interesting point. Uh, Alessandra has been way out in front on attacking um, Andrew Cuomo, way out in front. Yeah, he started it, though. And he was the one who attacked her first. 
He tapped her first? Oh, attacked he her attacked first, right? He attacked her first, yeah. He and, called her an idiot or something like that. Right, and he and and she didn't back down from that fight. You remember, she actually no. overthrew... She overthrew the head of the IDC. So right. she's a pretty bold woman who, you know, took on probably the most powerful Democrat in the state Senate. Um, it wasn't that long ago, 2018. And right. she was successful. She's, you know, um, someone else that worked in state government and knows probably knows her stories about, um, about Governor Cuomo. Maybe did she work for Cuomo? Maybe. I don't I'm not sure. And, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's maybe a potential candidate. Um, there are other people who have come forward, you know, in the state legislature in recent years. Um, there are some congressional candidates. I mean, sometimes people make decisions that you and I are not privy to why they might, like, why would Sean Maloney want to go from being a congressman to attorney general? You know, right. maybe there are people who get elected to Congress uh, who I'm not speculating. Mondaire Jones, uh, incredibly vivacious, smart, brilliant guy. And I'll, he was my client too. too. Um, maybe he wants to run for governor. I'm not saying he ever said anything to me of the sort, but, you know, he would be a formidable candidate. Um if he ran, if he ran for governor, he's an attorney. He's smart. He's, you know, uh, has has a background in 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 administration. He ran uh, he ran he ran big organizations. Um, you know, there are other people. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a little early to speculate. Uh, it's about a year early. <laughs> We're about a year ahead of ourselves here. Right. Um, right. But. But it, you know, and and we also have to see what unfolds. I, what I don't think is going to unfold is something wonderful for the governor. So our time is nearly up, and you're running for the New York City Council. So if anybody in New York City or even upstate who's interested in knowing more about you, uh, volunteering for your campaign given the campaign contribution, how could they reach you? So it's very easy. It's www.arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R, for F-O-R-N-Y-C.com, arthur4nyc.com. Okay. You don't even have to figure out how to spell Schwartz. Uh, And, you know, I have a lot of detailed stuff on my website. So thank you. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Yes, we we shall talk. Um, you've been listening to Arthur Swartz. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Arthur. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.